sitting at two and four and in the middle of its bye week, is this the time for Missouri to make a change at quarterback, specifically to true freshman Sam Horn? Well, let's talk about that and just an assessment of this team in general at the halfway point. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. And, well, in case you missed it, a good a good uh, kickoff time, in my opinion, for homecoming Missouri's next ball game against Vanderbilt on the 22nd, 3 o'clock kick, 9 o'clock for those of you who are parade goers, that's when that will begin. But of course, really the big question for that ball game right now, as we are in the middle of this Missouri bye week, is should the Tigers make the change at quarterback? Should they toss the car keys to Sam Horn? And my initial reaction is is no, but I can see a really good a really, really, really good argument for why Missouri should do it. I will say that. But at the same time, you do have to admit that while certainly the quarterback play has been up and down, at the very least, Missouri is just a few bounces despite being two and four from basically Brady Cook being considered the Cooper Rush of the SEC. For those of you who maybe aren't following the NFL that closely, well, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott Hurt his hand in the first week. Cowboys go down. In comes backup, virtually unknown guy, Cooper Rush, and Dallas has been winning. So a lot of people are going, hey, maybe this is a quarterback controversy. Well, to me, that's ridiculous, but number one. But regardless, this is not a Dallas Cowboys podcast here. The point is, you're just a few breaks, a, a Cody Schrader maybe getting an extra yard against Georgia. You're a 26-yard Harrison Mevis field goal against Auburn, for instance. Maybe a couple bounces or decisions here or there, a couple tackles or something against Florida. Maybe you win that game. The point is the narrative around this Missouri team could be entirely, entirely different. So that is something to keep in mind when you're doing this analysis. But at the same time, there really isn't a lot of evidence to say, especially statistically, that the Missouri offense has been any good whatsoever so far this season. So if you really look at it that way, then you know what? I can't say you're wrong. I can't say that, hey, you're two and four. What do you really have to play for at this point? But I don't know. Again, to me, I just think... I think there is some belief in that locker room in Brady to some extent, and I just think one more game against Vanderbilt, I just kind of think that he at least deserves that. Maybe that's crazy. If you disagree with me, I can totally see your point because the offensive numbers for Missouri so far are pretty ugly. There's no, there's no real way to look at it other than that. 
Bottom line is, so far offensively, Missouri is 89th in the country in yards per play, 5.1. That's actually down from last year, 5.5 yards per play was Missouri's number. And interestingly, and by the way, this is only against FBS opponents, these numbers, so this does not include Abilene Christian, 6.3 Yards per play at home for Missouri, that includes Georgia, obviously, versus 4.3 on the road. That is an incredibly stark difference of two yards per play so far for Missouri on home versus at home versus on the road. And really, when you look at it, Missouri, basically, if they can't hit some big plays on a drive, it's just really hard for them to sustain anything because their efficiency their success rate, whatever you want to call it, their ability to move the chains, let's put it as simply as we possibly can, and to stay on the field, it's bad. They're in the, they're in the, they're in the hundreds. There's only 131 FBS teams. All the stats I've seen have them about 100th to 110th in terms of, of efficiency. Now, their explosive playability is actually pretty good. They've hit some big plays, but again, that's really tough to, re- to rely on over and over again, and that's obviously hurt Missouri offensively. Now, what's really hurt Missouri offensively, though, and this is, this is the most damning stat for Brady Cook of all to me. This is, if you want to make a change, well, this is about as bad as it gets because so far Mizzou has thrown an interception on 5.5% of its passes so far this year. That's 123rd in the country. Now that includes a Jack Abraham interception as well, but still against Kansas State, but still Brady Cook so far with six interceptions, obviously two big ones against Florida. You know, that's a tough thing. That really is because if you're not going to be efficient and move the ball, move the chains consistently, although there was quite a bit of that against Florida. I thought maybe Cook overall, if you take away those two interceptions, which you obviously can't, those are back-breaking plays, but you take those away, I thought there were some moments and some some signs that Missouri and Cook can actually move the ball through the air against what is obviously not a great Florida defense. I'll give you that. But still, despite all of these bad numbers, my instinct just tells me, give it one more game with Cook. I, I don't know why. It just something tells me that just stick with him for one more game. Probably because part of it is because this is a total guessing game here, but I just don't know that Horn's ready yet. I tend to think if he were kind of blowing people away in practice and pushing his way onto the field, we may have seen it at least a little bit here, especially against Abilene Christian, Well, where in a game where the Missouri didn't completely blow them out whatsoever, but still in the fourth quarter, you could have snuck him onto the field. You could have snuck him onto the field against Louisiana Tech over Jack Abraham if you really wanted to. And, you know... Well, I think the sort of getting shell-shocked, if you will, behind a bad Missouri offensive line, the fear that a true freshman would maybe lose his confidence behind a shaky offensive line, you know, maybe that's a little bit overrated because football is not quite what it used to be. I think back in the early 90s, my memory is that former Missouri quarterback Jeff Handy, who was a really talented young man, but behind, you know, just on a bad Missouri team, eventually just took too many shots, and it felt like by his senior year he wasn't quite the same guy. You know, 
Drew Locke, though, his freshman year, he took a lot of shots in 2015, too, as a true freshman. And I just don't think that ruined his confidence. I think Drew ended up being the guy he was kind of always meant to be as a college quarterback and possibly as an NFL quarterback as well. For better or for worse, I think that's who Drew was. And I just don't think that taking those shots as a true freshman really hurt him whatsoever. And if you think about it, too, if, if Horn is really going to be your starter, you know, you do have to wonder, how do you manage that red shirt thing, too? I think that's something to keep in the back of your mind because you can always wait until the last four games. And if it really is as bad as it's been offensively so far, nothing has improved. To me, you can still wait till the last four games and have four full games of Sam Horn as a starter. So to me, push that decision off until the end of the season for now. And coming up, while obviously the numbers are not kind to that Missouri offense, you know what? Surprisingly, to at least a lot of us, I think the numbers aren't quite as kind to the Missouri defense as you might expect to. So let's delve into that. But first, I want to delve in to LinkedIn Jobs. Because these days, every hire can feel like a gamble, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates on the job market. Well, that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. With simple tools like screening questions, they make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. As a small business owner, you've always got stuff to do, so why not give yourself the ultimate gift, which is more time? So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, by every conceivable metric, the Missouri defense is drastically, drastically improved from last season. Just in yards per play alone, defensively, the Tigers are 32nd now nationally at five yards per play. That's down over a full yard from 6.1 per play last year. You know, actually, you look at the home and road splits for this Missouri defense so far, and by the way, again, this doesn't include Abilene Christian, 5.4 yards at home versus 4.7 on the road. So this defense has truly traveled so far, playing really well against some solid competition, obviously, in Florida, Kansas State, and Auburn, obviously the Georgia Bulldogs are going to factor into that home total a little bit. But you know what? Maybe 32nd nationally, I think that's about right for your Missouri defense so far. I think some people want to say that the Tigers are, are tempted to say that they're maybe like a top 10 or 15 group nationally. But I think 32nd, you know, borderline, say top 25, I think that's about right, to be honest with you. And that's not an insult whatsoever. Again, Missouri was absolutely horrific last season. By the way, there's an, there's another good stat. You want to 
you think, you know, there's yards per play is obviously helpful. can be a little bit skewed if you happen to run a lot of short yardage or red zone type situations, goal to go type rushes in a game. So that can sometimes be skewed a little bit. So actually the athletic has an interesting statistic that I caught on to recently, and it's actually really simple. It's called stop rate defensively. So it means this, how often every possession, what happens defensively? Did you either get a turnover or did you force a punt? Essentially, that's a stop. Well, or a turnover on downs, that'll work too. So last season, Missouri, not a big shock, right? 114th in stop, in stop rate. Just to give you an idea of how what a bad defense actually does, Missouri still actually got a stop on 53% of its possessions. So a little more than half the time, the Tigers defensively were actually getting a stop. So that's just some context for you there to kind of give you give – you, maybe an expectation offensively on the other side of the ball as well. Well, of course, Georgia number one was number one in stop rate last year, getting stops on 83% of their possessions. The one nice thing for Missouri, Kansas was dead last at 131st in the country last season. But again, Missouri last season, here's the point, 114th in stop rate last year. They're 67th this year. So 67th, that's pretty middling, right? Not quite as good as you would have expected. So as much as I would love to say that this is absolutely, again, a top 25 kind of defense, I think it's closer to maybe top 35, if I'm being brutally honest, because there's just no objective measure whatsoever that I can find that says the Missouri defense is quite that good. I I just don't see it. And unfortunately, obviously, both – Offensively and defensively, there have been too many penalties. The Tigers 85th in the country at penalty yards per game. I mentioned, by the way, that obviously the Tigers have thrown far too many interceptions. Well, the ball carriers have actually done a good job of holding on to the ball on the positive side of the turnover factor. Missouri 12th in the country in fumbles per game. That's obviously really good. And by the way, Here's just a pro tip. I know if you're a long-time listener, you've heard this before, but always just check fumbles. Never worry about lost fumbles because 99% of the time, that's just luck factor. Ball bouncing, oh, it happened to bounce to this guy instead of that guy. Let's not worry about fumbles being won or lost. Worry about actually fumbling the ball in the first place. That's what you want to look at statistically. And finally, I do want to throw one more Number at you here, a couple more numbers here at you offensively. I apologize if maybe this is a little too much data, but I'm tempted. One more, I just want you to, you don't need to write down the numbers. This isn't a math class here. Obviously, just take the overall sort of point here. And one of those is that Missouri, so far 98th in yards per pass attempt offensively. They're actually up from last year, six and a half to from 6.2 rushing yards. Down, as you might suspect, no Tyler Beatty this year. But what's really interesting, Missouri averaging six yards per attempt rushing at home and only 3.3 on the road. Obviously, that brutal Kansas State game factors in there. Nathaniel Pete had a good one against Florida, but obviously the Tigers losing just way too many yards consistently. 
just sort of the running game, a lot like the passing game. A lot of it is, okay, as soon as Missouri gets a 25-yard gain, they'll often lose six on the next play. So obviously that's really frustrating, but you know what's not frustrating is picking up a talented athlete out of the state of Indiana. So let's talk about Missouri's latest recruit. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Ah, yes. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, well, frankly, what are you waiting for? Because you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And I can attest to that. The Built Bar Puffs are really, really solid. I think the Puff variety is actually my favorite kind of Built Bar. So definitely get down for that. The delicious, indulgent cookie dough. I'm always a fan of the of coconut flavored. That's that's kind of my bag. But whatever your bag is, you need to run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family, a perfect treat, only 160 calories per bar with a whopping 15 grams of protein. So just go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15. For 15% off at built.com. Well, as a Missouri fan, I certainly hope that Eli Drinkwitz has indeed found his long-term answer at defensive coordinator in Blake Baker. But before maybe we start breaking our arms, patting Eli on the back just yet, I hate to say it, the guy he decided was not good enough after the 2020 season was Ryan Walters. And Walters now at Illinois with Brett Bielema's staff. He's considered, at this moment anyway, quite the rising star in the coaching ranks. And currently the Illini, by the way, number one in scoring defense and yards per play, and they're number two in the red zone. So some of that red zone stuff, eh, maybe a little lucky. So you could say, hey, maybe some of that is, you know, Big Ten competition if you want to crap on those Big Ten slow-paced offenses a little bit. And some of that may well be true. But still, just thought that was an interesting note to let all of you in on since we've been talking stats here for a good bit of this program. But you know what? 2023, a guy who may fit well with Blake Baker in this new system, athlete, three-star athlete, Philip Roche from Merrillville, Indiana, had offers from the hometown, the home state, I should say, Indiana Hoosiers, Boston College, Cincinnati, Nebraska, several group of five programs sniffing around him as well. He sounds like a high upside kind of kid. Good athlete, 6'1", 190 pounds. Again, I mentioned Blake Baker here earlier. It sounds like he's a prime candidate to be in that star position. If that's indeed the type of defense that Missouri's going to keep going with going forward, well, he sounds like maybe a Martez Manuel, Dalen Carnell type, a guy who can play multiple positions, one of those hybrid sort of safety types. You know, he's played some corner in high school for sure, but I think maybe he's more of a safety who could play closer to the line of scrimmage, especially if you put maybe 20 pounds of muscle on him or something like that, which shouldn't be a, shouldn't be too big of a problem, I wouldn't imagine. But but anyway, regardless, Philip Roche, welcome to Mizzou. We can't wait to see you in Columbia. And you know what? I can't wait to see all of you 
on this show. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. Why not make your second listen, Locked On SEC, with Chris Gordy. Guy just gets great guests, I'm telling you. If you want to hear everything about the Southeastern Conference, you got to check out Locked On SEC wherever you get your podcasts. So, until next time, and yes, I was gone yesterday, and who knows, I might be gone tomorrow as well. It's a bye week. I need a little relaxation on occasionally, recharge, but I'll be back with you soon enough. Don't worry. We'll have tons on Vanderbilt next week at the very, very least, and more than likely I'll see you Friday right here on Locked on Mizzou.